global crisis. The mid-rim planet of Aline is devastated by catastrophic earthquakes. As the people struggle, the future of the survivors rests on their ability to rekindle a way of life from the rubble of the past. A Jedi transport on a mission to block separatist annexation of the Quilura system is waylaid to provide desperately needed humanitarian relief to the people on the surface of Aline. Once again, Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar, welcome to the 137th Etiquette and Protocol Preaching episode of Mandavision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember the best way to find us? Hit us up, locate us, communicate with us via social media, at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, sharing, and following the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. And remember, hey, if you get a chance, five-star reviews, great way to help the show spread the word and, and get more people into our covert. The covert that is the Mandavision podcast. How is everyone doing? We are here for another Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Rewatch Mondays, in theory. <laughs> we'll see what day I release this on. I, uh, I'm hoping to ramp up some more episodes so uh, uh as i as i get more banked they may come out faster and faster we'll see how it goes uh so how's everyone doing i hope we're doing well as i record this it, it's only several days after the kenobi t- trailer dropped uh and people are still sort of uh, uh, uh in, in in a big debate about the the grand inquisitor and uh his uh look and how it's a uh, significantly different from uh from a, the Inquisitor that we met on Star Wars Rebels and his iterations in the in the Darth Vader comic book, uh, but also from the other species, uh, other members of his species that we have uh, encountered uh, from Episode Three in particular. I'm not going to dive into all that again. You heard me talk about it on on the Kenobi uh, trailer reaction podcast, but that's that's what's going on in the world of Star Wars right now. That's what the fans are all riled up about at the moment. Hopefully, by the time you hear this episode, we've moved on to something else. So. We're not going to dive too deep on that again because we, we've touched base. You know where I, how I feel about it. Let's just see what happens, and we'll go from there. All right, so we got an episode for you. It's it's um, we're in a little bit of a, a weird. I shouldn't say weird. That's not fair. Uh, but we're in in, in a, a droid centric part of the season. Uh, we're spending some time with R two and C three PO in the next two episodes. Uh, these two are connected 
and it, uh, these two episodes are connected, as are the droids. And uh, um, but again, you can watch them independently of each other. You don't have to sit there and watch them back to back or anything like that. But it, it's uh, always fun to catch up with R two and C three PO. And this is an episode in particular where C three PO is being uh, probably the most C three PO that he can be. And <laughs> that's for better or for worse. Uh, you know how I feel. I do love the droids. Uh, it, it's funny to to go onto the. Um, you know, when you go into like IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or whatever like that, and you break down into the episode guide, and and you kind of want to see what what fans have said about these these episodes, uh, they they get banged on pretty hard, and and uh, I think that's a little unfair. You know, again, we 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 get sort of interested in the, in that uh, that dramatic gravitas of some of the more uh, high octane episodes of the show, some of the more dramatic episodes of the show, and so people seem to get a little upset when we we go off and, and have a more uh, family-friendly sort of adventure with our with our characters, and we spend time with the droids instead. Uh, but I think this is a good episode, and and again, maybe it is more family-friendly. But I mean, there's uh, important lessons to be learned in this episode. It, it's a, it's a good one here, and we'll talk about it as as we sort of dive into it. Uh, Mercy Mission, season four, episode five, original air date October seventh, two thousand and eleven. Our plot this week: Commander Wolf. Catching back up with Commander Wolf again, that's always nice. And his men aid the Alina, whose planet has recently recently suffered terrible quakes. Translator droid C-3PO and his counterbot, counterbot part, excuse me, R2-D2 find the natives need them to fulfill a specific task. And we will talk about that task. And, oh, don't, don't doubt it. Our, uh, this week's episode, directed by Danny Keller, written by Bonnie Mark, and our cast this week. The one, the only, Anthony Daniels is C-3PO. D. Bradley Baker are the clone troopers and Kindaloo. James Arnold Taylor is uh, King Machuco, Machucho, and the uh, and uh, let's see who else we got. Kara uh, Pifko is or- Orphane. Catherine Tabor is Padme Amadala, and Tom Kane is our narrator. And of course, you know this one already. R two D two is R two D two. I mean, does it get any better than that? Uh, our Jedi fortune cookie for this week: Understanding is honoring the truth beneath the surface. This is a Jedi fortune cookie with many layers. Well, maybe not many, but several. Uh, again, beneath the surface, because what's going on beneath the surface of the planet is is very important, as as we come to find out. And uh, it also has a lot to do with Commander Wolf not really picking up what the Alina are putting down. Uh, he's there to render aid in, in this humanitarian mission, uh, but he wants to get back to the war. You can tell he wants to get back to the war. They're trying to like, just deliver supplies, provide relief, and then get the heck out of there. When the Alina are coming to him and, and, and telling him there's more going on here, uh, he doesn't seem to have the time for it. So that's that's sort of what we're getting at with the understanding is honoring the truth beneath the surface. You have to pay attention. You have to listen to, to, to what these these uh, people are telling you. And, and C-3PO and R2-D2 are the ones who do that, and they are the ones who aid the Alina in their in their situation. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Alina. They, they, first made, they made their first appearance... All the way back in episode one in A Phantom Menace. You see them in the background of several shots. But they also have a big pod racer in, in the episode as well. So that's always exciting. It's always nice to have a pod racer in, in, in your in your, in your your clan, right? That's always a good thing. <laughs> Why not, right? Uh, <laughs> there it is. It's uh, it's Rats Terrell. I was stalling for time. And uh, that, that was the character uh, who... Disempod racing. Uh so the Alina, what's they have this this sort of they are the people the Alina are the ones who live on the surface. The Kindaloo are the are the under the underground dwellers of the planet. And they stay separated. That is the nature of a treaty that the two species have with each other. 
uh, because they were at war before. And I think a lot of it has to do with what we find out in this episode. Obviously, the, the air beneath the surface is toxic to the Alina. So they all they live in a, an agreed-upon separation for the good of all of them. The air's been, the, the, that means the, air from the, the surface is bad for the people down below. So it all just kind of works out. Why is Alina important in, in this situation? Um, a, they are part of the Republic, uh, but they also are, are um, the ho- they are the home to a Republic relay station during the Clone Wars. So this initial earthquake, uh, it, it, it knocks out the relay station that they need for, for vital war communication during the wartime. So getting the Alina back on their feet and, and reestablishing this uh, relay station is, is a, a big priority for the Republic and for the clones in general to, to kind of get done as quickly as, as possible. It's R2 and C3PO who stumble across the what's going on with the Kindaloo and and have to come to the aid of the Alina and, and, and sort of restoring the, the, the balance, if you will, between the two, uh, uh, the surface dwellers and the underdwellers, if you will. So let's get into it. You know what that you know what that means. It's that time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Commander Wolf, we've been waiting for your report. We've located clusters of life forms on the planet's surface, Senator. There are thousands of survivors. That is good news. The Alina will be very glad to see you. Yes, well, my orders are to get them on the path to rebuilding and move on. General Plode needs reinforcements as soon as possible. Your orders stand. With hope, leave them. But return to the war, you must. Yes, sir. We'll start landing procedures immediately. So first things first, let's let's talk briefly. I can't, uh, you know, the name of this episode is Mercy Mission. You cannot help but think of Darth Vader in Episode Four, telling Princess Leia that he's on, that he knows that she's on any Mercy Mission this time. So when I hear Mercy Mission, my brain instantly goes back to the to the original corridor sequence of Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope. Uh, but obviously, they're on a Mercy Mission, so it works out pretty nicely in this episode. Uh, during that opening sequence, you can't help but hear the sort of um, not really happy <laughs> that he has to divert from the war. Uh, Commander Wolf is, is 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 not keen on this assignment, and um, it it shows throughout this throughout the entire episode. He he, he is uh, it's not his strong suit to to be on these sort of like more uh, um, humanitarian esque missions, if you will, especially when it comes to to not being part of the war because of it. So they they want to get their part of the job done as quickly as possible. And let's kind of hear a little bit of, of C-3PO and, and Wolf talking to the Alina. This is a, I think, this, I mean, this, a lot of this is pretty funny in here. Uh, we, we've gone through the parts where, you know, the Republic forces are gathering and ready to head down to the planet's surface. Uh, and C, C-3PO is being at sort of like optimum uh, prissiness, as, as it were. But I wanted to kind of get through that to kind of get to this sequence here. Uh, that I think is a little bit more interesting because this is like sort of like the first instance where the Alina are trying to tell Wolf that there's more going on here than than aftershocks. Uh, you know, the initial quake was bad, but these aftershocks are something different. It's it's not connected to to the initial quake. So uh, Wolf's being very dismissive of that, and and they're trying to get that through this message through to him, but it doesn't it doesn't translate well. If if you catch my meaning, so let's check it out. Do a wani. Do a wani. They are asking if we would make peace in the ground. We're good, but not that good. So that's sort of our first instance of, of Wolf not really catching on that there's more going on to this situation than uh, than he is um, 
wanting to be aware of. And you sort of wonder what level of, of briefing uh, Commander Wolf has gotten prior to this about the situation with the Alina. And, and do they, do, do, does the Republic know about this treaty with the, uh, the, the, the species that inhabits the planet underneath the surface? Uh, you'd think that'd be vital information and that maybe uh, Wolf would be made aware of this situation. Um, but again, it's, it's Star Wars, it's not Star Trek. And, and so these, these sort of relief efforts uh, are, are not what the clone troopers are, are sort of known for. They're here to do a job and move on to the next, you know, again, move on back to the war. But there's another instance. After R2 and, and some clones have gone back to the mainframe, to the relay room, and to reestablish the mainframe, and more of these quote-unquote aftershocks are happening, uh, starting to freak people out, and the Alina is uh, included, uh, we have another sequence with C-3PO and Wolf and the leader of the Alima, where, again, uh, King Tachunka is, is uh, again, trying to express that there's more going on here, but it seems like Wolf is just dismissing it as sort of um, primitive superstitions and, and things like that. So let's go ahead and check the se this, this sequence out a little bit, too. No, the... Somriti, somriti, I do patarish mio. The Alina feel great shame. He is saying, first, peace must be restored. We must uh, go inside, uh, under, inside. Uh, he says no to the kitchen. This is a relief mission. Indeed. Uh, perhaps they do not allow eating in public. Ponita, songmiti, songmiti. I do patarishmio. I need this. I do patarishmio. I do patarishmio. Here's how it is. My orders are to deliver supplies and re-establish power and communication systems. Report back to the transport the moment that R2 unit has completed the download. Tell them we'll be out of their hair in no time. Splendid. A firm hand. Well done, Commander, if I may say. Well done. So back at the mainframe, the clones are, are moving back on uh, with getting everything downloaded, uploaded, all that stuff. And they're going to leave it over to, to R2. C-3PO is coming back to check in on him. Uh, and this is when the Alina come to get the droids, because the droids seem to be the only one that are listening in a way that they, they understand they're being listened to. So they, they, they draw 3 po and R2 uh, to a sacred site, and another series of aftershocks happens where we get this fun little bit of Star Wars isms oh yes i see a sacred treasure indeed to be excavated and examined at a later stage with the proper equipment better to stay at a safe distance thank you All right, so there goes C-3PO down into the chute into the underground of of the of the planet of of Aline. and R2 in hot pursuit to rescue his uh, begrudging friend. His he won't admit it, but they're friends. You can tell. Uh, but before the sequence, when Art when C-3PO is going back to the mainframe room. Uh, to the relay station to, to meet up with R2. There is a good moment there where, again, the, the Commander Wolf's clones have been fairly rough with 3PO at various times in this episode, and they sort of push him off to the side again. 
and and uh, C-3PO has, an, has another great C-3PO-ism uh, where he says, impossible clones, which is uh, clearly a throwback to, to Empire Strikes Back when he called Han Solo an impossible man. So, uh, uh, again, a lot of fun little C-3PO-isms in this, and then we just heard the classic Star Wars-ism of uh, I've got a bad feeling about this. And now we're about to shift our story into the underground, and, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go check it out because there's some interesting sequences down here. It's a, it's again. This episode's kind of fun in a lot of ways. Uh, it, it, I think it's unfairly knocked because it's not like heavy in, into like the mythology, but it's a fun droid-based episode. And I think some of us will remember that there are some not so fun based droid episodes down the road. Uh, and so let's let's enjoy the good ones while we can. Here we go. So after three PO and and uh, R two have gone into the underground, the Alina tried to get Commander Wolf to come over to help them. But again, Commander Wolf not really interested in, in what the Alina are saying. I think he finds them more of a nuisance than anything else. Uh, so it's up to the Alina to to sort of render aid as much as possible, and and you know they do it in their in, in their own way, uh, which is which is is to sort of pray. Uh, but in the meantime, R two and 3PO are going to catch up with the the uh, the Kalindo in the underground uh, because I'm sorry the Kindalo in the underground and this is our first encounter with them. Let's check this out. Why have you come? I believe this tree is talking to us. You do not belong. I heartily agree. Being here is a terrible mistake. Go! Leave us to rest. We will be happily on our way if you would just point us in the right direction. Why have the surface dwellers destroyed the peace? So here you go. Now C3 is realizing there's more going on on Alina than... Uh, I'm sorry, on, on Aline than has been let, we have all been led to believe... And uh, they're talking to. I, I like the look of the uh, of these these sort of talking trees, as as C three PO called them. These candalos. I think they have a fun look, and uh, I don't know. They just look. I think they just look really cool. They'd be really cool, like monster creatures too, at some point. Um, but yeah, let's let's listen to the rest of this conversation. To be accurate, the quakes did that. The ground shakes to keep out their foul air. Which poisons and destroys us. The quakes have caused many to die. That is why we have come to help. How? However we can. There is not much time. Find what you were sent here to do. Ask Orphne. She will know. Yes, yes, yes. On our way to see Orphne directly. Let's get out of here. <laughs> just, just, I just think this is a funny bit. Uh, C3PO attempting to placate. Again, he's not really understanding uh, the complexities of what's going on here. He's R2 is going to pick it up faster than him. Uh, but getting to Orphine is going to be very, very interesting because uh, that's a kind of a unique character. And we're going to spend some more time talking about her uh, in just a little bit. But let's go ahead and kind of, you know, get that introduction out of the way. You are Orphne. We have come to ask... How to get back? Well, uh, yes. We have lost our way. 
There is a covenant between the Alina of old and our subterranean world. We survive because the ground keeps us apart. But you are apart. No. The divide was breached when they attacked our most sacred site. Attacked? Without going through the natural filtering process, the surface air is deadly to us. We caused the quakes that followed. But so many on the surface have died. We are not destroyers by nature, but we must do what is in our power to seal the breach. We can seal the breach. Just tell us where it is. We can help. If you have come to help us, you will help. If you are meant to return to the surface, you will find your way. What? But this is a dead end. All right, so I want to pause it right there because I, this is sort of... I don't know if I'm trying to if I'm putting too much into this one or not. Or or my initial read on this is there was a planet quake that caused the breach between the two worlds, right? That's sort of how I'm I'm taking it to be. But what Orphine is saying is that they caused all the earthquakes because of 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 the breach uh, because a breach occurred that they believe that's the Alina's fault. Now, I don't think that makes much sense. The Yelena seem to be, be very, very uh, protective of that sacred site where that seal is that the, the breach the two worlds. So I, 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 what do you all think? Am I crazy? Like there was an earthquake that was not done by the Kandalo uh, that, that triggered the initial breach. All the aftershocks uh, have been the result of, of, the breach, like the, the Candelo have done those. They they've done that on their own. That's been like their retaliation for the initial breach caused by the original planet quake that they didn't start. Or am I nuts? <laughs> this 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 shouldn't be this complicated of a situation. But the 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 story we're getting from Orphine doesn't kind of gel with what we've gotten from our, our from our backstory. And see with C three V's reaction to what she says is you know the the initial quake is what killed so many people, and now C-3O believes that she's responsible for that. So, I, I, again, it's a little muddied, but I, my assumption is that the initial quake is what caused that breach uh, between the two worlds. Because I don't know how the Alina would have moved that giant stone seal anyways. Um, but what do you all think? Am I missing a piece of this this, this puzzle? Or uh, am I just reading too much into it? I should just go with the flow on this one because it's not nearly as complicated as I'm making it out to be. All right, well, let's hear the rest of Orphine's riddle and we'll talk a bit more about, about this character. You can't keep us here. This is an outrage. Your destiny is your own. Perhaps it is through your desire to survive that your greater purpose will be revealed. You can run, but cannot walk. You have a mouth, but cannot talk. You have a head, but never weep. You have a bed, but never sleep. Ask yourself, who are you? Wait, wait, hold it. All right, so you get the riddle. This is how the R2 and C3 are going to, you know, figure out if they can get back to the surface or not. Uh, Orphine's an interesting character. Uh, visually, I think she's uh, interesting. Uh, it, 
that's really redundant. But I think she has a very interesting visual aesthetic about her that that I was like, oh, I'd like to know more a little bit more about this character. And you sort of wonder if if um, the sort of power she has is sort of like this like I mean, let's just sort of call it like like fairy magic <laughs> in a sense. Uh, but as we've talked about with with other beings who de- who demonstrate sort of like magic abilities, uh, a lot of that probably has to stem from the force, right? Like that is sort of like the river that that all these different beliefs and and uh, again ma- seemingly magic abilities seem to stem from. Uh, and Dave Filoni has sort of confirmed this in in other other uh, interviews he's done when when asked about Orphine in that yes, it's magic, but it's magic with its sort of roots in the Force because the Force is what sort of enables all these things. So she's using the Force in just a different way, and uh, and her species seem to use the Force in a different way than we've seen before, and that's what sort of lends it to this this fairy magic that we're seeing on display here. Uh, in the meantime, what we're going to get next is uh, again the Alina are. On the surface, they're praying, and we're going we're gonna to get a great moment of C-3PO trying to puzzle out the riddle while R2-D2 kind of moves around the room, scanning the little uh, emblems on the floor, and uh, he figures it out long before C-3PO does uh, by shooting some water onto one of the seals because the river, the river, river is the answer to the riddle. And uh, they shoot themselves back to the surface where they then f- know exactly what to do. Like, oh, they have to close... The breach, because they see an Alina who is, is suffering from the toxic air after another another little afterquake, sends the toxic air up and, and renders him uh, unconscious or inert, if you will. And and so C-3PO and R2, both together, C-3PO gets his hand dirty in this one, uh, aid in seeing the breach and restoring the peace between the two worlds, the Kandalo and the Alina. And as it's at this time that Commander Wolf arrives and doesn't believe a single word that are <laughs> that C-3PO has to say, that he wants to say. He wants to tell the story. Wolf has no interest in any of it. You two finished with those repairs on the computer system? My good sir, you may not realize it, but we have been on quite an adventure. Really? Quite an adventure, huh? Get a load of this one. One? Which, which one? What, what do you... Just come on. The commander's been looking for you. All right, let's just get to the final moments of the episode. So go ahead and check this out. No, Otto, I will tell the story. No one understands you anyway. It's only proper. I am the one who solved the riddle. I should be the one to relay the story. I will, of course, report on your individual heroics. Do you think Senator Amidala will hold a state... As soon as we rendezvous with Master Galia, we're offloading those two. Perhaps I couldn't agree more, sir. So. himself shall attend. Dare to dream, Otto. Dare to dream. All right, so the thankful Alina, uh, after after a moment of thanking, hugging R2 and C-3PO and thanking them uh, for their, their help in restoring the balance, sealing the, the breach between the two surface world, the two the, the surface world and the undersurface, undersurface, underground, underworld, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the Alina wave off uh, our heroes as they take off, mostly to see through Bunar too. You know, I guess they're I guess they're sort of grateful that Republic came and brought those those uh, supplies, right? Wouldn't you think? But <laughs> but they definitely seem more helpful that R two and C three PO were the ones to seal the breach and keep the two worlds uh, separate as their treaty decrees. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, again, it's sort of a fun, simple one. I think I maybe overcomplicated the plot a little bit by sort of trying to. Get into like the, uh, the origins of the like. Well, what came first, the earthquakes or the, or the seal off? Um, maybe I'm overthinking it. Probably so. 
Uh, but again, this episode gets sort of knocked for being a droid episode, a filler episode, if you will. Uh, and I don't see it that way. I think it's entertaining enough. It, it's like... And, uh, in, <laughs> you know, the, the, rating the episodes is hard. It's gotten hard because I feel like I give everything at least a seven. And that's, that's what I'm leaning towards giving this one too. It's just a different kind of episode. It doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, it, it just is different. It's, again, not mythology-based. It's not... Uh, a full of, of of Jedi and Sith lore. Uh, it's it's not intrinsic to the the Sith plan to to upend the Jedi and the Republic. It's just a fine. It's just a solid episode. It's it, this is you know quality entertainment. This is a wholesome episode you can watch with your family. The kids will enjoy the droids and the Alima. They're they're a very cute species, and it's it's fun. It's fun. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm a big old softy, so I'm giving it a seven, and that's that. You can't do anything about it. It's my podcast. You want to argue with me? Start your own podcast. <laughs> no, don't. There's enough of us already. Don't do it. Just come and hang out on mine. It's more fun that way. All right. <laughs> Let's get out of here. That was Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays. This was uh, Season 4, Episode 5, Mercy Mission. And, uh, again, I thought it was pretty solid. I'll have definitely have more thoughts on next the next episode we do, uh, which is a very unique take on on some droid based activities again we stay with r2 and c-3po uh on another set of very strange quirky adventures uh that i, I cannot wait to talk to you all about because it, it's a it's a it's a real wild one real wild one <laughs> another reminder please make sure you're following liking subscribing and sharing the show uh we truly truly appreciate it as do all the other mandalorians in your covert and if you want to follow us on social media, please do that at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter, Instagram. Please don't be shy. Reach out, hit me up, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, I, I tend to be on the Instagram a little bit more often, but I'm trying to be better about about being on on Twitter more frequently for for messages and things like that. So please reach out. Let me know what's going on, how you're doing, and and uh, what, you know what you like about Star Wars. It's all good. And and otherwise, I hope you all are awesome and doing uh, doing great. And and uh, if you're if you're back east or you're up north or anywhere where it's really really cold, I hope I hope we're getting closer and closer to spring for you, and it's getting a little better every day, uh, because you know May's gonna be here, and you want to be warm. You want to be warm when Kenobi comes on in May. You want to you want the tank top on. You want to show the guns, if if you have the guns, and uh, and you know get the sun, get the get that vitamin E into your into your body. Is it E or D? No, it's E. It's E. Vitamin D's in milk. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's just go before I before I say something really dumb. Too late. Too late, my friends. All right. You know, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I suppose you'll be heading out. I'm not. You should. It's against the creed. I gave you my word. I'm with you until we both fall. You really buy into that bent of thought of? I do. 